As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I just think about something like, grab a brush and put a little makeup. I like it, but I think it should be a little more like, how about you put a little makeup? How about you put a little makeup? Okay, so, grab a brush and put a little makeup. Cause the fade away the shake-up. Watch me the keys on the table. You want What was that part? Oh, I don't know. I just thought in between it'd be cool to go, you want him! So, grab a push with a little makeup! You want him! Do you think it's a little too intense? Not at all. Let's go a little makeup! You want him! It's a friggin' hit! You want him! Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, December 7th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, happy Hanukkah podcast listeners. This one's for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and look who's behind him. Uh. It's Jerome. <laughs> A little behind-the-scenes footage from Jerome. The uh, boys over here. <laughs> Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see that. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe, comment away. Podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review. Five-star Friday. It's going down tomorrow on the Drop Podcast. So get them in. We got a fun one here in the factory, and we had another wedgie. So let's just show it to you. Wedgie number 11. Yeah, block. And it was another block test. Terry Rozier blocking Kobe White at the rim, wedging it in there, doing a little backwards somersault. Nice overhead shot from the broadcast. They obviously referenced it, calling it a wedgie. So we love to see it. Back-to-back block wedgies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey, Eagle, they're not that rare, I guess, anymore. But anyway. It's awesome. Uh, pace picking up, Tess. Yeah, and great defense from Terry Rozier. I like the Terry <laughs> Rozier story in Charlotte since he started. started. He's playing all right. Playing all right. <laughs> yeah, they lost last night, though. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah the Bulls yeah. are... Well, they're not back, up. but they're on fire oh, they're right not? now. No, you told me they had to get back to 500. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, might, I might change my mind here. Uh, Hottest team in the what East. What a surprise. Hottest team. Okay, let's, uh, let's play a little fill in the blank. Yeah, this is how we're recapping. Uh, a busy night. In the association, eleven games on in total. Uh, this is the uh, the losers' night between all the in-season tournament fun. <laughs> Good games, though. But we had some great games and some big individual performances, and I want to start with that. Um, best individual performance was Trey Kirby, who 
Give me Daddy Donk. <laughs> Luka Doncic, 40 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, wearing a Sasha Vujacic headband. Yeah. Incredible look from Luka Doncic, but the reason he really gets uh, best individual performance is for his first half. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. The first player with a 25-point triple-double in a half in the play-by-play era, 96-97. I feel like the play-by-play era is taking a lot of shots recently. We're knocking down everybody in yeah. the play-by-play era right now. Uh, but this one gets uh, takes the cake for me because it actually got a text from one of my non-NBA friends, Sweet Murph Baby, who sent along the stats this morning and said, Wow, how do you even let someone do that to you? <laughs> and I think the reason was, as Will Hardy said post-game, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> this was pretty easy for Luca. Uh, Tim Hardaway said, Luca set the tone with that, knocking down shot after shot after shot. After shot after shot after shot. I thought he was going to go 50, 20, and 20. Maybe he would have if this didn't end up being a 50-point game in the end. But Luca was in complete control. It was honestly pretty easy. He shot a lot of wide-open shots, I thought, in the first half. The passes were tricky when the Jazz decided to put two or even three guys on him. He would have to contort his body to find somebody for a wide-open jumper outside. But uh, the Jazz didn't provide much defensive resistance, and Luca was happy to take advantage of it. We might have a new Fred Van Vliet on our hands here. Daddy Luca. Yeah. He's been yeah. on fire since having this new baby. Uh, you know, we saw the uh, baby bump with Van Vliet in the uh, Raptors run way back in the days. The same going to happen here for uh, Daddy Donk. <laughs> I like that more than Daddy Luca, as I put in the headlines and named the show. Maybe we'll change it to Daddy Donk. But yeah, what, a, what an incredible performance. I mean, it sounds like a joke. 29, 10, and 10 at the half? <laughs> a bit, yeah. I like how the Jazz are trying to double them. They're at least trying to play defense. We'll get to some teams that are just playing single defense. Get out of here. Um, but he did it for his daughter, Gabriella, who he writes on his sneakers, writes her name after having it last week. I like the Luca Derek Lively uh, combo. And whenever he throws a pass up to Derek Lively, he throws it down. Dante Axum, his first start for the uh, Mavericks this season. Seven assists going behind the back. What is up with that? Is he going to start for this team? But, yeah, that was easy. You only had to play three quarters yeah. to get 40, 11, and 10. Didn't have to play the fourth. And he got into it with Chris Dunn a little bit. Well, Chris Dunn got into it with him. Yes. Chris Dunn just got into his face, put up the one finger up near Luca's nose. I thought he was going for a pick there. For he was saying, how, many, how many kids you got? <laughs> this many? Yeah, Luca did not fight back. Um, that was, he just laughed at him. He did laugh. He that laughed. was bad. You won't believe this. Dallas now has a perfect 7-0 and record when Luca has a 40-point triple-double. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes sense to me. <laughs> sort of checks out. But, you know, I thought maybe Luca would get this, but there were some other big, big individual performances yeah. that you could easily make the case for. I'm going with Joel Embiid because this was by far more of a game. Came down to the wire with the Washington Wizards. Joel Embiid coming back after two games out. He looked fresh. I liked him on the defensive end. First possession, he challenged, making the, the shot miss. And then Kyle Kuzma tried to block on or tried to dunk on him twice. Tried to smash it on him. And Joel Embiid got up and blocked the snot out of Kyle Kuzma. He threw it uh, behind the back, sort of actually threw his legs past to Tyrese Maxey. That was beautiful. And then got on with it. Did a dream shake. 4.30 left. Fake pass. Goes into his move. Boom, boom. Back to back. Back to back. Uh, beautiful dream shake. Hits the shot. And then he hit a fade for 50 points. He's doing it all. First time this season uh, that he's able to get to that. Most shot attempts this season as well with 29. After those two games, I think he looked absolutely freshest 
Uh, I yeah. like the Koulibaly dunk the best out of this game. There's a, oh, huge a big dunk. Koulibaly dunk. Even the Sixers bench was like, ooh, that's a nice dunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Joel Embiid, 50 points. That's the sixth time in his career he's hit that mark. 19 of 29 from the field. Tass said a lot of shots there. Made uh, one three on two attempts. Got to the line, as he always does, 11 to 13. Chipped in seven assists, steal, and a block. All of this in about 38 minutes. He leads the league in scoring uh, again. This would be, if he can hold on to this, this would be his third straight season leading the league in scoring, and we haven't had someone do that since James Harden, um, which I think is really, I don't know, maybe makes it, it seems almost more special in a weird way, being a giant dude, being a big guy in today's game where it's sort of all three-point shooting and they have the ball in their hands a lot. But unreal run for uh, Embiid here for three years running when it comes to scoring the ball. Well, he would average 50 points a game if he played against the Wizards every single night. Their first game in November, he had 48 points in 31 minutes. Daniel Gafford and Danilo Gallinari are their centers. They're literally scared to take bumps from Embiid. He hits them like the first couple of possessions, puts them in the basket for easy scores. Like he scored one over Gafford on one of the first possessions of the game. He shot it over his head backwards. No resistance from these guys. So they take a couple of bumps and then in the second half, they're literally scared backing off of him and then be just between the legs, between the legs, hit an easy 15-footer. Joel Embiid's a very, very sweaty guy. He goes Ewing mode a lot of times. He looked barely dewy in this <laughs> one. So uh, an easy one, an easy 50 points. I think they were saying afterwards this was a quiet 50 for Joel, yeah. and I completely agree. Sort of was. Embiid has now scored 48 or more points in three of his past four games against the Wizards. His eyes light up. Just yeah. nuts. Uh, a little love to Desmond Bain as well, who went for a career-high 49 points. Caught fire in the second half, 32 in the final two quarters. 19-31 from the field, 4-8 of eight from deep. He made all seven free throws, eight assists, six boards. He's becoming more of a complete player, which you like to see from Desmond Bain. I mean, he's been the sort of the lone bright spot for a very underwhelming Grizzlies uh, season. Um, but yeah, he almost got to 50. Remember, we always do our 50-point predictions. Two years ago, I think I took Bain, bit of a wild card pick. He didn't get to it, nor did he get to it last night, but he's probably got a 50 in him there somewhere uh, in his career. It was ridiculous what the Pistons were doing. They just didn't double it to get it out of his hands. They didn't think about that for a second. (laughs) That was sad. That was their chance to snap the streak last night. They've now lost 18 in a row. They're up in the third quarter. They're up eight points, but they just let Bain keep on going off because their next games are Magic, Pacers, Sixers, Sixers, Bucks, Hawks. Then they get the Jazz, which they should win, but... What's That's, the longest losing streak in NBA history? Like 28 or something? 27? If they keep losing all the way to that Jazz game, that Jazz game would be their 25th straight loss. But the yeah. the record, uh, longest se- single season streak was, uh, I think, the 2010-11 Cavs. They lost 26 straight. The 15-16 Sixers lost 28 straight. Okay. But that started the previous yeah, season yeah, yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, you close. think the Wizards should beat the Jazz? I mean, the Jazz are bad, too. Yeah. But I don't think, or, or I'm sorry, the Pistons, the Pistons. I don't think the Pistons should be favored to beat anybody. No. (laughs) That's that's crazy to say, but uh, this was easy for Bain, I thought, as well. It was all jumpers in the first half, mostly wide open. Then in the second half, he started getting downhill. And like you said, Tass, the Pistons did absolutely nothing to change their defense. They stayed in a drop the entire time. Jaron Jackson Jr. was setting great screens. So Bain was just stepping into 18-footers for the entirety of the fourth quarter, and they outscored the Pistons, what, 34-18? to This could have been a chance uh, for the Pistons to break the streak, but... uh, they're just bad in the fourth quarter, especially. I mean, they're bad all four quarters. The fourth quarter, it really sticks out. Uh, well, let's go to another one here. Uh, we'll get to actually the worst teams in the league, and we can debate, is it the Pistons? Is it the Spurs? Is it the Wizards? Is it somebody else? But win of the night, Tass, hmm. that would go to 
Who, in your opinion? What's the blank there? Who are you filling it in with? I guess it's the Clippers. We'll start with the Clippers. The fact that they beat the Nuggets, obviously a championship team. home. It's a healthy Nuggets now uh, with everybody playing. They got down big, but their defense picked up. And as Kawhi said after the game, we still want to come in and be a defensive team. I still feel like defense wins championships. That's right, Kawhi. It does win championships. And it did in this one. But Jokic, although he got blocked a couple times, I like Daniel Tice going up and blocking him. Vita Zubats got up and blocked him. He missed a lot of easy shots. It was a weird Jokic night. He just missed shot after shot. He was 9 of 32. He missed, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it is Seeing weird. that beside his name in the box score. He missed nine straight shots, both in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter. Where they were just – they were open. Um, but they they just rimmed off. He shot 28%. So, yeah, the Clippers got a win, but really I think it was just Jokic having an, an off night. And I know Jamal Murray said after the game, it wasn't just because he missed shots, but it was. It really, it really truly was. They did get up on him, but they're playing one-on-one, and it would, it would have been easy if he hit a few shots. So, yeah, the Clippers are feeling better. There's that. But there was lots of good wins last night. Who you go with there, uh, TK? You going with your Chicago Bulls? Well, I do think the Clippers had the best win beating one of the top two teams <laughs> in the Western Conference, if not the complete NBA there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Clippers seem to have figured things out a little here. They've won three of four, four of six, if you want to keep looking it back. Ty Lue said, give us 10 games before we figure it out. And they look better now than they did when James Harden first got traded there. But obviously the win of the night goes to the Chicago Bulls, the hottest team in the Eastern Conference right now, of course. Won three straight, most consecutive wins in the East. Only the Minnesota Timberwolves have won more games right now at five. Spurs up next for the Bulls. They got Spurs kind of got a gift with the in-season, or the Bulls did with the in-season tournament. Yeah. The two games they got added on were the Hornets and the Spurs. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, to Adam Silver for that one. Bulls didn't win four straight games all of last season, so they got a chance to have a better winning streak uh, right. than they did all of last year. Uh, and the additional news coming out of Chicago is that Zach Levine is going to need an additional three to four weeks of rest. <laughs> so is that thumbs up for that news? <laughs> hey, I don't know. All I know is the Bulls are three and zero oh since Embiid has been out, or uh, since uh, Levine has been out with uh, his foot injury. So you know. We were talking last week had he played his last game for the Bulls because the original diagnosis was that it would be a week and then they would reevaluate. That would get us very close to December 15th next week when a lot of guys become available. Now they're stretching it out to sometime in January. That prediction of yours is looking yeah, more and more likely good. that he's not good. going to play yeah. another game for the Chicago Bulls. Possible. Yeah. I mean, they are calling it an injury. But uh, do teams want to see him come back and play one half? Oh, he's healthy? Okay, we'll trade for him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, December 15th is a big day when more players can yeah. be traded. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, I got a couple other you know, nominations, I guess, for win of the night. Um, maybe the game of the night, really. Nets over Hawks. 43 lead changes in this game. TK, most since play-by-play statistics exactly were first right. tracked during the 96-97 season. 43 lead changes. You caught a great one if you went down to the Fortress. And the Nets eventually won it, 114-113, uh, thanks to a really tough mid-range jumper there from Mikhail Bridges. And he was talking to people in the front row. I love to see that. And that was after or a counter to Trey Young, who had a, a big three on the possession prior. So really entertaining game. Good win there from Brooklyn. And I also want to show some love to the Rockets, getting a nice win. Over the Thunder, Dylan Brooks, 23 points. Um, they got the 110-101 victory again over OKC. Houston improved to 9-9 overall. <laughs> All of their wins coming at home. They have not won on the road, but they are really good at home. 
having nine victories there. And the surprise of the night, performance-wise, Aaron Holiday scoring a season-high 22 points off the bench. He hit six three-pointers, added six boards in uh, limited action. So that's a good win there from Houston. I know they can't do it on the road, but still, OKC's a great team, and they beat them. This was a great Wednesday night in the association. I know everybody calling this a boring night because it's not in-season tournament night. I don't care. It was fun. I thought I thought Donovan Mitchell was really good against the Orlando Magic. He did the standard dribble into the lane, take it up way high in his hand over top of another player, over top of Mo Wagner in this case. That was a sweet, sweet move. It's a real Dwayne Wade type move. Wade. Yes. Um, but Mitchell, I feel like, is the only dude who does it really in the league. He does it a lot. Uh, we've got a Mo Wagner short coming on all your social media platforms. It's <laughs> Mo Wagner's doing some things, but Mitchell was doing some things uh, to get over the Orlando Magic, who have lost two in a row. Uh, he did enough with his team. He had six big assists. Uh, everybody moving the ball. But Paolo Banquero on the other side was awesome, yeah, too. 42. Uh, 42 points, swatting Donovan Mitchell once, hit an and one through three guys, but they just couldn't hit shots. And this this is what the Magic problem might be, especially on the road, You know, going on the road here where they've lost two in a row. They're two of 23 from three-point land. That's hard to do. Shoot 8% from three, <laughs> miss 21 threes, and only hit two. It is tough to do. That's Jalen Suggs hopefully back with the – an injured ankle at some point, too. He went through that real quick. All right, our next one here. We should get a poll going on this one. Uh, worst team in the league is blank, Trey Kirby. I mean, there really are three solid options. Pistons, Spurs, and Wizards. You're rolling your eyes because you believe the worst team in the league is? It's either the Pistons or the Spurs. I mean, shout out to the Wizards. They are also bad. But Detroit has the worst record in the league, and they've lost 18 straight games. Meanwhile, the Spurs have the worst net rating in the league and have lost 15 straight games. Unfortunately, these two teams don't play against each other until January. Oh. So we can really see. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, both teams are going to be able to make a run here, I think, at breaking the all-time streak uh, for most losses consecutively. Pistons have the Magic and Pacers and then a bunch of really tough teams before they get the Jazz December 21st. The Spurs have the Bulls and the Rockets. Then they've got a bunch of really tough teams before they get the Jazz, Blazers, and Blazers at the end of December. I think the Pistons have a better chance of breaking the all-time streak since they're a little <laughs> bit ahead, but who knows? Spurs are three points worse on point differential yeah, they're because bad. they've gotten absolutely smashed <laughs> this season. Three of the eight worst losses in the league are by the Spurs. They've lost by 41, 40, and 36 already. Meanwhile, the Pistons are actually in some of these games. The Suns somehow have the worst net rating in the fourth quarter this season, but then it's the Pistons, and then it's the Spurs. So I don't know. Is it the Pistons at a minus 3.7 or the Spurs minus 3.1 in the fourth quarter? I'm going Pistons. They're trying to win. Yeah. They paid Monty Williams the biggest coaching contract in NBA history yeah. coming into this season. People told me they were going to be making a play-in run. Yeah. Some said the same about the Spurs, I will be honest with you, after Victor Benbenyama had a start, a strong start. But I'm going the Pistons because they had designs on actually trying to compete this year. I'm going with the Spurs because I think the Detroit Pistons have a couple things going for them. I think they are trying to win, as you said. I think the Pist or the Spurs are trying to lose. Yes, they are. Uh, because they don't play a point guard. They literally don't. They had Jeremy Sohan playing for a while as their point guard, who isn't a point guard at all. Now he's on the bench. Uh, yesterday was Keldon Johnson starting 
in the backcourt, sort of, with Devin Vassell, who can shoot the three Jetty ball. Osmond got the start, too. And Jetty Osmond, <laughs> yeah. A, 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 weird, a weird three right there. I, I think Pop is kind of doing it on purpose. Like, let's everybody touch the ball, not have a point guard take over, because I think Trey Jones really should be starting. But they want everybody moving the ball, and that's not going to work. I, I do think the Pistons, just by default, they do have a couple guys that will come back in Bogdanovich and Monte Morris at some point. Um but they had a lead in the third quarter yesterday when they should have won, and they didn't do anything about it. They didn't double the guy who scored 49 points to get the ball out of his hands. <laughs> really weird stuff happening there in Detroit. I don't know either, but I, I do think, even though people ridicule uh, Cade Cunningham, he is sort of becoming a three-point shooter. I do think he is a better player, um, but who the heck knows with these two two scenarios here I'll, I'll go Spurs because I just don't think they have they actually don't have as many good players as the Pistons do. yeah I mean it's fair the Pistons have the fourth worst offense and the seventh worst defense and the Spurs have the third worst offense and the sixth worst defense and you already talked about the net rating there Trey which San Antonio has the abysmal uh, minus 11.8 net rating Pistons minus 9.2 just as close close to being just as bad um these three teams though <laughs> we're talking about the Pistons the Spurs and the Wizards, they have a combined eight wins. <laughs> not very many. That's the Chicago Bulls right now. That's the red-hot Chicago Bulls with eight wins. Uh, that's the three of them combined. That's how rough this is. Uh, I think I ultimately go with Detroit. Uh, this is quite a streak here. This is, it's tough, this is tough to do in the NBA. I don't care how bad you are. There are many off nights for good teams in the league. And to rack up that many in a row, it's that's difficult. Um but the Wizards, I want to give you this stat, and I want to play trivia with you guys. The Wizards have allowed at least 130 points 10 times this season. They lost 12 of their last, they've lost 12 of their last 13 games. They're 3-17. and 17. That matches the worst 20-game start in franchise history. And you got to go back to the 2012-13 Wizards for that. Can you tell me the top five scorers on the 12-13 Wizards? Johnny Wall. 18.5 points per game. Yes. Um, Marcin Gortat? No, no. Is that too late? It might be too late. Uh, Randy Foy? No, no, no. no. You guys. Yeah, he's a, he's in the blue and gold jerseys. Uh, who else was terrible? Around? Uh, Marcus Morris? They got a Morris on there? No, you don't have a Morris yeah. on there. You got a one name guy on this list. Nene. Oh, Nene. Yeah. Nene, yeah, yeah, twelve point yeah, nice. six. Uh, you're missing a big name. You're you probably Beal. Are Real, Beal, Beal. Yes, uh, thirteen point nine points Those per game. Were... Those guys both were playing. Yeah, and they lost. Well, they played at least you know fifty, sixty <laughs> games, whatever the heck it was. Uh, two more names. <laughs> Drew Gooden get some reps? Probably not. No, no. What, um, what year did you say? Uh, 2012, 13. Okay, Otto Porter. <laughs> no, good no. guess. Um, this guy had his own television show, uh, big hit back in the uh, Chris uh, Humphreys eighties, nineties. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not jokingly that he had a had a TV show because of his name, because of his last name. Phil Donahue. No. <laughs> uh, Peter Belvedere. <laughs> no. Because, of, because of his last. Name. Because of the Coopers. Hang no. on, Mister. Was there a Cooper? Coach, you probably, Coach. You probably think of this. You probably think of this guy as. Um, uh, a blazer, I guess. I think Porter? there was a Greek no, guy. I think there was a Greek guy as the dad. I thought you were actually. Oh, Mr. Belvedere. Uh, Not no. Mr. Belvedere. Um... <laughs> we're obsessed with Mr. Belvedere <laughs> the, right the now. Greek guy is the dad. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm 99 percent sure. Uh, Danwell House. <laughs> no. Full House. <laughs> no. Perfect strangers. Uh, Balky Bartokamus. He's a, Bar-Tokamus? He's a no. cute. 
cute kid that was the lead of this show. He was a cute kid was the yeah, lead of this show? Yeah, he was Home on. Improvement? No. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I guess Tim Allen 80s, was the lead. Man. This is oh, the 80s. Oh, JD's coming oh, through right. Kirk Webster? Hammer? Thank you. Webster, yeah. Martell so, Debster? Martell Webster. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> wow. 11.4 points for and then Jordan Crawford, who you were never going to no, get. We I think we would have gotten Jordan Crawford <laughs> guessing before Martell Webster. <laughs> what a team. You guys didn't watch Webster, I guess, either. Uh, was the guy Greek? Am I crazy, J.D.? Tess? Uh, I think so, yeah. yes. He had a Greek way about him, anyway. <laughs> I think he was. He did have a Greek way about yeah, him. Yeah, I do remember that, but I never watched Webster, really. It's just oh, a little, yeah. more, loved a little before. Yeah, I missed Webster a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. for you, it makes a little more a little sense. Bit, I thought yeah. you'd be in your wheelhouse uh you know there's never been an nba player whose last name was belvedere wow (laughs) just a factoid right there (laughs) so let me give that to you again the five guys on that 12 13 wizards that scored over 10 points per game were wall beal jordan crawford nene and martel webster i didn't go beal because i thought that was the year before he was drafted but that was the year he was drafted 12 yeah he's he's coming in but martel webster that show ended in 87 Webster, yes. Yeah. Yeah, not Martell Webster. So, Would, an 80s show. That's what I said. 80s, 90s, he said. Oh. That's, that's what he said. Reruns were on. Reruns. Yes, certainly, yes, certainly. yes. Yeah. It's probably still on somewhere. Is it okay? I consider it. A, <laughs> I consider Webster a 2023 show. <laughs> let's, um, okay, let's do. Let's just do one more. Let's just do highlight George of Papadopoulos, the night. George Papadopoulos, you're yeah, right. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I knew that. Um, highlight of the night was uh, Tess. Start us off here. Oh well, you want something weird? I was watching that Cavs Magic game, and what was the highlight to me mm-hmm. was the Waldo costume that somebody had in the Cavs arena, because I was watching. It was actually one hour after I read. Where's Waldo with my daughter? Oh, and I'd be so looking for. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Here we go. I thought he did a great job looking like Waldo because yeah. I was looking at Where's Waldo an hour before, and my <laughs> daughter was finding Waldo before me every single time. So when I saw that an hour later, I thought, Wow, found Waldo yeah. for once. Uh, but he was just cool. I liked the way he was flexing. He went up, double arms, you know, Draymond Green type flex. Uh, he was excited about the game. He wasn't looking at his phone the whole game. He was actually watching the basketball game, so I appreciated Waldo. That was the highlight of my night. Do you consider the Waldo's book uh, an 80s or 90s book? <laughs> yeah, it's current. Wow, it's wow, current. Wow. It's present. Right oh, now. present too. Yeah. <laughs> when was it first published? When did Waldo first go missing? Uh, I mean, it, it is present because they've the Waldo versions now. They have like nine versions of Waldo within the book. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like other guys. I have a I women, li- men. <laughs> You never wizards, know. wizards. I mean, wizards, that, that's yeah, an old G, though. The wizard. Yeah. What did you say his name was? Uh, did I say it once? We talked about it once. Yeah. Because I saw a guy that looked exactly like that walking down the street. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, I forgot what his name was. Was he holding was a it? staff? Yes. Oh, he was literally holding a staff. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He well, said I was wizard say- G. That's the wizards. <laughs> Mascot. Yeah, right. G Wiz. G Wiz. Right. Not wizard G. I thought it was. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I have a customized. I mean, basically Waldo book uh, of my dog Luna. Like you can get a customized version of these things where they like whatever dog I picked I picked like the dog like they give me 20 options to pick a dog right okay. I picked the one yeah. that looks the most like my dog yeah. and then they put it in all the pages just like they would hide so a wall so you just gotta find 
Yeah, I gotta find, find, my, find my Luna. That's cool. I mean, it's more for uh, yeah, or you know, friend, uh, friends, kids, and stuff like that. But uh, it's not like I'm cracking it out every day. And trying to <laughs> check, make... just, oh, yeah. just check out the pages. Uh, okay, highlight of the night, Waldo. I love it. Surprise! Surprise! Uh, are you going with a, an actual basketball player or something sort of random? Like well, that? I also liked in that game uh, Paolo Banquero's first points of the game. He had 42, a career oh, yeah. high. Uh, like they threw him a pass as he was cutting down the lane. He just barely got a hand on it, but it tipped off oh, yeah. and went into the hoop, so he gets credit for it. He was like smiling. You never see him react to anything, I feel like, on the court. Yeah. So to actually see a grin from Paolo, delicious. Uh, the highlight of the night for me was the end of that Nets Hawks game. It was just a big shot extravaganza. Like Bridges also hit a layup with 32 seconds uh, to put the Nets ahead. Trey hit the big three, ice cold, 17 seconds. Then Bridges just a little bit taller than DeAndre Hunter on the jumper there, looking like Paul Pierce from the right elbow. What'd you think? Was Trey Young followed by Dennis Smith Jr. on that last take to the hoop? Mm, I could see why they were upset. Yes. yes. If you're a Hawks fan, you're yep. probably upset. He looked a little off balance to me, yep. driving as well, and then definitely got a bump uh, from Dennis Smith Jr., which maybe he sold a little bit. Still had a chance with the one-handed. Yeah. Put it on the rim, at least, but I'm always okay with the no-call in those situations. Yeah. A couple other big plays. Uh, two from the uh, Mavericks' dominant victory. Derek Lively the second threw down a monster alley-oop in traffic off of a Luka pass. Um, it was, like, thrown, like, low, like, out in front of the rim, bodies everywhere, and he just went and grabbed it mm-hmm. and uh, obviously finished the uh, alley-oop there. Rashawn Holmes detonated on Walker Kessler. Kessler's getting dunked on left and right here yes. this year. <laughs> it's like three monster dunks <laughs> on this guy. That was big. Uh, you already said the uh, Bilal Koulibaly, uh, Wizards rookie. He sort of blew by Paul Reed, sort of fast dunked it. Got great reactions from the Sixers bench. I, I thought it was funny. And then one more, uh, Jonathan Kuminga, who had a really good game for the Warriors uh, in a close win over the Blazers, but he had a big baseline dunk off a very pretty alley-oop pass from Draymond Green with like a minute to go in a very tight game. I think they were up two at that point. Yeah. And that put them up four. And uh, again, he had a he had a really, really good game. He saved the Warriors yeah. last night. He didn't play the first 31 minutes, then scored 13 points on 6 of 6 shooting, including that alley-oop from Draymond in the last 17 minutes of the game. We did have a third or a final question here that we're not going to get to. Most disappointing team this season, and mine was going to be the Warriors. They got the win yeah, last night, yeah. but it did not look good. Not yeah. an impressive win, I didn't think. And who were you going to go with here? Oh, uh, straight Pistons, just to complain a little oh, bit more. Oh, more Pistons, jeez. Because Jaden Ivey's just chilling on the bench. They're playing Sasser. They're playing Alec Burks before him. I mean, he is playing, but he's sat the whole first quarter yesterday, and those guys are playing more. Monte Morris is going to come back at some point. I just don't understand the rotations. Well, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't like that. Thompson only played 16 minutes. Sasser only played five minutes. Like, I mean, I know you got Bogdanovich back, and he's going to eat up some of those minutes, but it's not helping them win any games here. Like, if yeah. you're going to be bad, you might as well, <laughs> I don't know, lean into like your youth. You would think, yeah, yeah right, or or a little bit of a tighter rotation. Like yeah. they played eleven players last oh, night. Yeah, I don't really get why, but Jalen Duran got hurt. It's weird stuff happening there through Monty. All right, well, let's hear from everybody out there. Fill in the blanks when it comes to yeah, best individual performance, the win of the night, the highlight of the night, worst team in the league. I I know we got the poll. Do we have a? Any results on that uh, one? We have results. Yeah. The worst team in the league was the Pistons, but I don't have the results art right here. Okay. Yeah. They were they were first, second in votes was the Wizards, and third in votes was the Spurs. Spurs is just uh they're lucky the Pistons are on an eighteen game losing streak and yeah. the Wizards stink too. Like I mean it's like they're very bad. But also they had the number one draft pick 
this last season. Like, right? Like, they're not trying to win. Yeah. Whereas the Wizards are paying big-time deals to Kuzma and to Poole, and then the Pistons are obviously trying to win. Okay, JD's bored of this. He wants to go to a commercial break, so let's go to a commercial (laughs) break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, we got something fun in store here. Um, Trey, we are going to be ranking the top five picks of the 2020s, and you've got the tier system all ready and loaded. That's right, Skeets. It works perfectly. We're about 20 games into the season. We've got 20 top five picks in the 2020s. Send it. Love it. First one's going to be easy. We're ranking these uh, by tiers, your classic S, A, B, C, and D tiers. Our first candidate is the number one overall draft pick from the 2020 draft, and I think he's going straight to the S tier here. It's Anthony Edwards. Yep. Yeah. This is the definition of a number one pick. You want him to become the cornerstone of your team. You want him to become your franchise leader, and if he's super charismatic and beloved, even better. That gets him into the S tier. Yeah. Easy one. And they're like, oh my god, like they're they're the best team in the league right now. They're the best team in the league right now. It's crazy. They got a win last night as well. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is hurt right now though. Yes, only played a little bit. Uh, Rudy 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 Gobert, man, he 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 got some roast beef last night. He got some roast beef last night. Good stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good stuff. Uh, This one may be an easy choice for our tier as well. James Wiseman. (laughs) No, he went number two to the Warriors in this draft. Yeah, he did. He is now the third string center for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He didn't even so, play much last uh, night. So, <laughs> so do you go see just to hope that he's still around and give him a no, shot? Probably not. Oh, that's being way too kind. I'm he's going to be our lowest ranked guy. He's D. Yeah. yeah. I'd put him on E. I, yes. I could. <laughs> yeah. yeah, since these are all top five picks, he doesn't yeah. really rival much here. No. All right, LaMelo Ball. Complicated one. Great when he plays, injures his ankles all the time. And, of course, the Hornets are not great. No, no. I mean, yeah, that run that he was on there before he went down with the latest injury mm-hmm. was amazing. Like, it was the best ball he has been playing probably of his career. He's always been an all-star before. He yep. gets numbers. Hasn't turned into a bunch of victories. But is it weird to – it has to be A or B. Yeah. And I sort of think A. 
Unless we're really well, holding mean, it against him, his uh, his ankles that he got from his daddy. I'm sure there's <laughs> some people that would throw him in that S call. Oh, I would whoa, definitely, whoa, yeah. Yeah, being an all-star, still obviously ridiculously young. Uh, I would put him in A. Okay. Give it a shot. You saying that, that you're even considering S tier, then I'm totally fine with A tier. Yeah. Is it, and you as well? Uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I probably would have had him in B tier because the ankle injuries are a problem to me. Like, it happens yeah. a lot. It is. It tends to be bad luck, I do feel like. Yeah. With Lamelo, he stepped on fans' feet in the crowd twice last year. But also, you're missing a lot of time, so I hold it against you. But if you guys want to put him in A, I am happy because I think I'm generally the biggest Lamelo guy here. Yeah, so I think we have to. Me. I mean, the guy's averaging 25, 8, and 5. Yep. And, like, decent percentages, too. And on a very bad team, is doing his best. I, yeah, I like that spot. Okay. Patrick Williams, he was the fourth pick in the 2020 Ooh. draft. Fallen out of the rotation, uh, or at least out of the starting lineup. Got supplanted by Tory Craig. I think this guy's a, at best a C tier. Oh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At best. At best. At best. But if, yeah, he is like, okay, Patrick Williams, he's better than James Wiseman. Now, it doesn't mean he can't he be in the same tier as that yes. guy. But I, I, I'm, I'm fine with a C tier. You, you see, I mean, the, look, I mean, it's few and far between, but you see the flashes. You see why he's a, a, a top five pick. You really do. Um, but then he's just non existent for, for games at a time. <laughs> yes. And, or he's just straight up bad. So. I'm fine with a C tier, but is anybody making the case for D? I can't make the case. He was better last year in that he shot pretty well from three. He's a 41% shooter yeah. from three. Yeah. So if you want somebody that plays hard and goes after it, look somewhere else. It's not Patrick Williams. So, I, I mean, I'm fine with a, a D, but uh, yeah. What would, you oh, be, you what would be your call? C? Mm-mm. D? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Jesus. like uh, I, I've, I've got a Patrick Williams rookie. Several of them. I was hopeful. He was the number four pick. He was the fruits of their previous tank, and it just has not. It has not paid off. What, uh, what about this? Oh, he's only twenty-two years. I love old. it. I love it. He's been in the in the league for four years. Okay, <laughs> D it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, he's still better than this guy, who's our next candidate. The last top five pick of the 2020 draft, Isaac Okoro. I saw him play last night. Mm-hmm. He was out there. So you think Patrick mm. Williams is better than Isaac Okoro? Easily. So then that Easily. means you're putting yeah. him in a D. This I think why, Okoro is, is a D as well. Yeah. Oh, you hate the Okoro. He doesn't know Skoro, as you said once, <laughs> but he plays defense at the very least. Mm-hmm. He plays hard. That's why he gets in the D tier. Uh, yeah. That's fine. I'm more of a C man with Okoro hoping. Well, I mean, if, if he's a C, then Patrick Williams is easily a C. Patrick Williams <laughs> well, that's is a lot better that's, than Okoro. That's, that's, why, yeah. that's why I was, I'm worrying we're going to have like uh, this entire D row here. But, uh, uh, no, I think no, it no. might be full, actually. Okay. I don't he's think we're going to get anybody else in the D. Yeah, team. now that I yeah. look at the rest, he's, you're probably right. He's the junkyard dog. He plays perimeter defense. Patty doesn't. Patrick Williams doesn't as much. Anyways, Patrick Williams is a better defender. Patrick Williams is better this than is, everything. This than is Isaac fine. Okor. Those guys That's need easy. to be—they need yeah. to be in the same tier. I agree. <laughs> yes. I think that. So yeah, if yeah, we're going yeah. C or D, which we are, then fine. Okoro has been replaced multiple times. Yeah. They keep replacing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will. Right. Yep. 2021 draft. Cade Cunningham. He was the number one pick. Obviously, the Pistons are among the three worst teams in the league, and Cade. He's almost up to an average player PER now. I think he's at 13 yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, he's getting a little bit better. He's been making more threes lately. He does get to the line a little bit more. 
to me, he's probably if you want to be kind, he could be a B tier. That's where I he's would... an okay player, but he was the number one draft pick, so higher expectations. That's a good point. Good point. I think B feels right, uh, but it hasn't been pretty. No. Yeah. Um, we we do tend to make excuses for him. Some people think people go too far with that. Some say maybe he's just not as good as you think he is or is going to become. Um, but I still am holding out hope, so I'm fine with a B. Probably a low B. <laughs> that would be my lowest. I think I could squint and say A, because as soon as everything gets a little bit better around him, he gets way better. The fact that guys that are one pass away can't hit threes on his team, like that is more of an issue to me. Because he has grown. Ten straight games of – well, he was 39% through ten games from the three-point line. He is growing. I think everything gets around him a little bit better, so to see. But, yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jalen Green. Oh, yeah. Jalen Green. Jalen Green's a tough one to yeah, figure it, out, man. It's very interesting. Uh, he's kind of been supplanted, I feel like, in Houston. He felt like he was going to be the main part of their rebuild. And now he's certainly behind Shangun in the pecking order from the very same draft. And then they've obviously brought in Dylan Brooks. They brought in Fred Van Vliet. They drafted another wing player in Amon Thompson this past year. I kind of feel like Jalen Green hasn't established himself. Probably a C tier to me. Hmm. Ooh. I believe in him being a starter on that team and being good at it. Like he, I like the fact that he doesn't just go up and chuck all times. They're relying on everybody. Like you mentioned, Shangun and Dylan Brooks and Fred – and obviously Jabari Smith, like all five of them are capable guys on Ime Udoka's team. They're trying to get everybody going, so I I, I believe in him. At the, I I put him at a B, and depending on the team, I put him higher because I'm a Jalen Green fan. I, I like how he's just going head down to the hoop and not just trying to you know be a 28 point guy because that won't work. Yeah, this is a better position for him, being around vets and on a sort of a winning team or a team at least have plans to win games. So I like that. Um, he's tough to figure out because he really is inconsistent. One game, it's 25, 26 points, getting to the line, hitting threes, you know, good percentages. And then you know, the next night he'll have your whatever, your 5 of 14s, your 4 of 15s. It's like one good game, one bad game, or two good games in a row, two bad games. So that's why I think it's difficult to figure out where to put him. His averages. You know, they're down against his career numbers. But again, that's okay. I think that's that's fine. I think he's becoming a better player. So you said C, you said B. Uh I think I'm B. I think I'm I think I have him sort of on a Cade level through his career. So I would have him low B. Okay. But, I can accept that. Okay. Okay. I don't think you want to try and draft a six man with the number two pick though. No. That's what I would say. No, but Yeah, you think that's what eventually he'll be t- become in this league? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. his ceiling is Zach Levine. Uh, but I think his most realistic is like J.R. Smith. Good players. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good athletes. And that's, good shooters. I mean, and I know it would depend on how we would be ranking them, but those are, to me, like you just said, C to sort of A players with Zach Levine at his best when he's at his best. But B makes sense is what I'm Sure. All right. Evan Mobley, third pick in the 2021 draft. Mm. Could have won Rookie of the Year until a second half explosion mm. from Scotty Barnes. Evan Mobley, where do you put him? I think we would have uh, said likely S tier after his rookie season. Yeah. Right. But not anymore, I don't no. think. Not anymore. He's he's probably – he's an A. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, in, in, he's obviously an incredible defender. I've been a, just a little reluctant to put him up there. I've loved him so much. I thought his game was going to grow offensively, but it really hasn't. It's just he's reliant, but he's taking far less threes. He's playing 
inside the arc now these days. And obviously, you want him on your team. A is definitely the highest. I'd probably put him at B right now, even though I love him. Oh, that seems too low. The guy's the guy's a double-double machine still in his third season. I mean, and you're right. He's a, it's tough in today's game. He doesn't shoot a three at all. I mean, he really has completely removed it even yeah. from attempting them. But... Yeah, sixteen and ten with great defense for a very for a young guy is probably the toughest thing to actually learn and be good at in this league. Okay, he's, he's, an, a. he's an A to me. Okay, I can I can accept that. You think better, higher or lower than Lomelo? Oh, lower, lower, lower than Lomelo. Yes. Okay, yes. sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, Scotty Barnes. He was the fourth pick in the twenty one draft, rookie of the year. Great season, rookie season. Tough season, second year. Yeah, but third year he's back, baby. Now he's back. Yeah. Yeah. You think A tier? Is he back enough to? I, I'm thinking A tier. I don't think you can get to S tier. I think some Raptors fans believe it, and hopefully they're right. I mean, is he a yeah? Is he a future like cornerstone guy? You you definitely see it at times, and then you don't at other times. Uh, but I'm fine with an A tier. That's the highest I shall go. Okay. I I don't think he's going to take over as a number one offensive guy. You don't think he has though at times this season? I know the Raptors do not have a, some, a record that's going to wow you, but he's had some nice fourth quarters. Yeah, say he has for sure. He's a good defensive player. But, yeah, he's he's going to be a complimentary to a number one offensive option guy in a good world, I think. I would have him above, definitely above Mobley, personally. Okay. That's the homer card, no doubt. And, yeah, Dom Fine behind LaMelo. Yeah. He's shown more offensive growth, I think, uh, than Mobley has. Yeah. Which is good. And, uh, what, he shot like 50% from three for the first month of the season. I yeah. don't think that's the case. It, it's uh, come back to earth here. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. shooting 38% from three. If he can shoot that, you know, in a season, that's really, really good. But, you're yeah, right. He was red hot at the beginning. Here's the player the Raptors took Scotty Barnes over. Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. He was the fifth pick in the 21 draft. A lot of people had him mocked at number four to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of indistinguished first couple of seasons, but he's been a part of the Magic's surprising start, I think, uh, to start this season. Does that get him to the B tier, or is he like a C with the defense and the energy? Yeah, that's a, this is the debate here. Is he B or C? Is he at the end of the B, or is he at the top of the C? Yeah, he's a hardcore energy guy, obviously. Um Actually, his, his shooting is a little bit better than I expected. Being at 36% from three, he has improved year over year over year. Wow. He has. Seems like a classic C to me. Though. Yeah, we need somebody yeah, in the C I tier as well. I think that's right. I was oh. looking a little empty there. <laughs> looking a little empty there. He's a starter, but I feel like the Magic still would upgrade him uh, if they could find the right player. It's a fascinating question, the way we're doing this. But I think the answer is is yes. Is like if if we had those three guys, Cade, Jalen Green, and Suggs, and they were available to be picked by any team in the league, who are you taking first? Team X. I think most of them are probably taking those two guys ahead of Suggs. So I think so. I think he slots in nicely yep. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, next draft, 2022. Our number one pick, Paolo Boncaro, rookie of the year. Uh, fourth place FIBA world champion medal. They don't give you a medal for that one. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> strong start for the Magic this season, 42 last night. Uh, for me, Paolo is currently an A tier. Potential S tier in the future. Yeah. I'm a fan. I, I'm a big Paolo. Uh, so fan. am I. Yep. I absolutely, I'd love to see him uh, get better at free throw shooting. That's a weird little thing. He needs to get better at the line for some reason. It'll help. Shoots yeah. like 68% <laughs> yep. or whatever it is. Um, but can hit the three right now. And yeah. Uh, has takeover mentality, is super young, has his team winning games, big reason why. So it's a, it is it is either S tier because you're fully in on it, or it's A tier. Where do you go? Yeah, I'd go A. 
such a sellable guy as well. I mean, he is going to sell tickets, make money for the Orlando Magic. Yeah, obviously a great defender as well. Somehow, some way, he's way better at shooting threes than free throws, which is really weird. But <laughs> I believe in him. I believe in him. Okay, so you're going A tier, though. Yeah. We're not putting him on the level of Anthony Edwards. But nah, we have that no, at the top. No, no, I like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. He might get supplanted here, though, by Chet Holmgren, the number two pick in the 22 draft. Obviously didn't start his career until this season, but Chet's awesome. Yeah, he is. Yep. Chet's, uh, Chet will be in the S tier someday. Right. I think. Not yet, though. Not yet, but uh, I would have him no lower than the A tier. I agree. But where are you going to put him? Like, our our teams... After Lamella, teams taking Chet Holmgren over Pell? Yeah, I do think they would. Wow. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I know. <laughs> Maybe. I know. They it's, didn't. It's a tough. <laughs> they had the chance and they didn't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, well, okay, we're agreeing on the A tier. Yeah, I agree I on mean, the A tier. It's just but where are we slotting He's him? damn good. He's gonna... And he benefits from playing with such great players and not having yes. everything on his yes. shoulders kind of thing. That's a good point. I mean, if we swapped Chet and Wemby, I mean, or, yeah. Yeah, it's a fair Wemby. point. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, sweet guys. Uh, okay, so are we, are we putting him uh, behind Paolo, ahead of Paolo, behind Lamelo, ahead of Lamelo? Where's Chetty going? Or I, slipping in that skinny man right there. Okay. I, I don't know. I kind of like him next to, to Paolo. Yeah. I kind of do. Keep that synergy. Yeah, okay. Keep that one-two yeah. synergy. Definitely over Barnes and Mobley. Yes. I think that's clear. This guy is a great defender getting after it, like two and a half blocks. And he's great offensively. And he can stay on the floor. So I'd put him over LaMelo. He's not getting injured. I love well, he did miss his whole oh, rookie yeah. season. Oh, yeah, that whole season. Yeah. He did get injured. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love all the anecdotes you're hearing, though, about, uh, you know, guy like he's got an attitude. Oh, yeah, Chad he does. Like, he's, <laughs> and, like, uh, all these, like, vets that are usually very hard on rookies or obviously going to test rookies are like, oh, yeah, no, he's got it. He's got that mentality. So that's sort of fun. So okay, I like where you got him there in the in the A tier group for sure. Number three pick Jabari Smith Jr. He was maybe going to go number one in this draft. I like, him. I like him. He's a solid player. He's been hitting the glass. Been hitting some threes. Just seems to be a supporting player. I feel he like he's a B tier yeah. guy, kind of. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to say, is anybody going to try and sell me on a on a low A tier? But I think B is B's. B's good. He's just good. He's like, good. This guy, I don't think, is going to be a superstar on any team, but you could see him having a very long career and helping out. So yeah. that seems like a B guy to me. The Rockets' starting lineup is full of capable, good good players. In To me, is Jalen Green and friends. So, yeah, I think he should join the Bs. Would we have him at the bottom of the Bs, considering we have Cade and Jalen there? Or... Like, I think... I would take Jabari Smith over Jalen Green, at least. Yeah, okay, put him in the middle, then. I think Cade still... Most people would be taking him over. Jabari. Jalen's got hope, but I understand now. I understand right now. Okay. All right, Keegan Murray, he was the number four pick. Shot Mm. the ball incredibly uh, last season for the Kings. Not shooting it quite as well uh, this season, but he's trying to play defense, and now he's got a twin brother in the league as well. Does so that's does that help cool him in the him. rankings? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's really bad at shooting right now. Although the last couple of games he's getting it going. He, he hit four against the Pelicans, went two for five in the uh, Nuggets win. Um, so that's gonna tick up. The guy's not gonna be a thirty percent three point shooter. He, he's got yes, a beautiful agree. stroke. Um, he's confident enough. He is playing defense. I've talked about that a ton. He's at least trying on that end. I like what I've seen from that uh, side of the floor. So I think he's a B. 
Keegan Murray. I think he. I like, I'm high on him. You're 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 not as yeah, high. I mean, I like him. I, I can't tell if you guys team. think he should be an A or in C when I'm saying. B oh, I think uh, it's a, between B and C yeah. for me. He's an older oh, guy as a as a young mm. player, and he just looks. He's probably a B tier. Like yeah, him and Jabari Smith Jr. could have very similar careers, being the third best guy yeah. on a lot of good teams. Yeah, okay. He's a complimentary guy. That's absolutely true. Again, I am. I'm like. I am taking into consideration last year, and obviously his potential. If it was just this season, then yeah, he's probably lower. But, you know, it's his entire breadth of, of work here. So, B-tier. All right, final draft pick of the 2022 draft. Our number five pick, Jaden Ivey. Mm. Tough to say what we've seen from Ivey. Yeah. I mean, he was okay last season. I feel like he's been okay when he plays, but they keep him off the court quite a bit. Yeah, it's Monty's fault. It's all Monty's fault. He's good. He's good. He's better than what he's showing. He's at least he's at least to see. Would you put him higher than Jalen Suggs? Is really the question no. here. I don't think wow. so. Yeah, I don't know. I, if he's a it's tier. tough. It's tough. It's just impossible to say. What? What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trey, you're always good at this. Thing. What's um? What's Jaden Ivey's like best case scenario that he turns into? Like, what's his ceiling? And then what's maybe more his realistic? Sort of outcome. Uh, oh man, what's tough? a ceiling? Yeah. Like, who's a okay? A ceiling is Reggie Jackson. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> That's low. Damn, I'm crouching in your basement. Man. That's the ceiling. <laughs> hey. hey, Reggie Jackson's good, man. Like he's had a ten-year career. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what you want me to say, John Wall? No, no. No, no. I'm trying to find an athletic guy yeah. who's a pretty good scorer with the ball in his hands, and you don't really know what else he does. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned J.R. Smith. He's not as good a shooter right now as J.R. Smith, but that type of guy. Okay, so literally ceiling. right now his uh, ceiling is Reggie Jackson and what, his his floor or his comp that he could be is uh, Dennis Smith Jr.? <laughs> when you <laughs> put it that not, way. That's not a great, <laughs> great window. God, I hope we get more from him. I mean, Either in Detroit or, yeah, in a potential trade or something and gets unleashed on a new team he came through last year they started him every single game here you go you're the guy this year he's injured then he comes off the bench so monty just doesn't trust him. they don't trust him no, no. so i think he's, he should be better okay so we have him at c we don't think we think it's a little crazy to put him in the d's so we're putting him what behind yeah, Suggs? He's not a D. Wow. We don't wow, even love it. Wow. You know, we don't love it. Well, I mean, Patrick Williams should be a C. If Jay I, I was trying to say Patrick Williams. All right, be a man, C. you're talking me into it. I, I was I looking ahead. Here. I'm looking at these guys. Yeah, that's right. All right, uh, controversial here. Number one pick in the 23 draft, Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> Does he make it in the S tier because of who he is, or do you want to be realistic about it and say he's probably in the A tier right now? Put him up there. You think we need somebody else up there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's hope. It's a dream that this guy actually makes it to what he's supposed to be. Can't even guard Nas Reed. He's got to work jokes, out. Jokes, jokes, jokes. He's got to work out more. He's got to get bigger. You're going to put him in the S tier, eh? Why not? Uh, I think he should be in the A tier. Where, where, you, where would you put him? Yeah, that's fine. Him and home, right beside Chet Holmgren. It's their dream. Yeah relationship right there i mean yeah it's yeah. only december 2023 you know yeah the yeah, guy has yeah. barely played barely played and he's been look they've been they both of those guys chet and and Wemby have been, have been awesome yeah they really have like for just awesome. the impact on both ends a for awesome that's right <laughs> Um, All right, uh, B for Brandon Miller. He's up next, the number two pick uh, in the draft this past year. 
Uh, he's had some moments, I yeah. think, with yeah. the Hornets, but uh, they obviously are really struggling. A solid B to me, I would say. I agree. Yep. Right. I got no problems with a guy that can shoot 39% from deep and, you know, does contribute. His tries, when you see him out there, he's like, he's, you know, he's not, they don't exploit him or anything like that. And okay. Out. Yeah, B. All right. I don't care really, care where we slot him in there. He's right in the middle, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, you just got hopes for him, and it's a good start. It's yeah, a very good start. good start, yeah. All right, Scoot Henderson, number three pick. He's wearing goggles now. Mm, yeah. I wonder if they're prescription. I thought I I was told that he wore goggles because he has contacts in, and that they didn't want him messing with his contacts, like poking his own eye. Maybe he couldn't like stop touching them or something. Huh. Somebody could fact check me on that. That's what <laughs> pretty I, weird. I know it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So they're okay. Pre- they're prescription goggles. No, I'm saying oh, he is wearing contacts and like yeah, protecting touching his eyes. I, that's what I ever. I swore I heard that. It's a lot of lenses on your face. I know. <laughs> oh, that's a good. <laughs> That's a good reason for him starting slow. Just these new, new yeah, eye. new vision. Yeah. <laughs> he's adjusting to his eyes. Uh, I think he's a C right now. Uh, hasn't done much to start his career. Has been injured in and out of the lineup. He's back now. Yeah, I would have him ahead of both those guys in C. Okay. Would you pick Brandon Miller over him if it was redone? If the if the whole if the draft was redone? Am I trying to win a like win a game tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like still the idea of like this guy's a potential franchise guy or you're hoping that, then I'm sure the equation changes a little bit mm-hmm. there. But right yeah. now, yeah. I got to go Brandon over Scoot. That's fair. <laughs> From what we've seen through 20 so, games. Through so far, he has not been good. Yeah. All right. Talking twins here. Number four pick, Amen Thompson. Just had a huge game in the G League. Mm-hmm. What's their G League team? Vipers? Vipers. Real Grand Valley Vipers? I, yes, I think so. I they, think so. They definitely yeah, used yeah, to yeah. be called that. Yeah, uh, I think That's... he had a near five by five in the G League. Uh, actually, yes, people were uh, tweeting at us. Yeah, but he's was... uh, he's in a tough spot. There's just so many guys yeah. on the Rockets right now. We've already gone through two of them. They signed two free agents over the summer who play similar positions uh, to Thompson as well. And then their best player is a, another young guy in Shangun. So I don't really know what to do with this Thompson. Yeah, this is he's he, this of all the guys has he played maybe the fewest. Oh, he has, for sure. He's played four games in the NBA. Okay. That's not very <laughs> so, many. No, that's not very many. And it's not like he was lighting it up in those games. Um, D tier? I think he sort of has to be. It's a start. Yeah. yeah. Well, he can work his way up. But yeah, I, I am still a fan of of both of the Thompson twins. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. It's just because we haven't seen anything. We before. haven't seen enough yeah, yeah. to know. So if there was an INC, maybe you could get that. Our final draft pick, uh, the fifth pick this past draft, twin to Amen Thompson. It's a Sar Thompson. Oh, yeah. We have seen a lot of him. Oh, we have. We've talked to him up a lot. It's been incredible. He's not making shots, but he's doing everything else. That's right. He's like, already like sort of uh, appearing to be one of the better perimeter defenders in the league, at least for his size and all that he can do, like blocks and steals and getting at it on that end. Rebounding, I know that was like a huge thing for a guy his size. Yep. Uh, but where are you putting him? You're not putting him with those A guys, are you? No, not, no, not, no, not at this point. For me, he is an incredible defender. Um, hmm. At the highest, I'm putting him B for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the, the Bs to me. That, I think that works. I think I would probably have him uh, behind Keegan Murray here in the B tier. Okay. Throw it back up there, yep. JD. I want to see where we're slotting him when we look at all these Bs because we got Cade, Jabari, Jalen Green, Brandon Miller, Keegan, and then, uh, yes, one of the Thompson twins there. Yeah, sure. 
I like that. Okay. There it is. There it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling bad for my guy Patrick Williams now. I think he should be in that seat here. Okay, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, I he's, he's just a standard jump. role player. There's a standard role player right there. Nice, and it makes our bell curve look even better. Yeah. You know, perfect distribution. All right, now we've got through, uh, what, 20, 20 draft picks in the 2020s in the top five. One S-tier player in Anthony Edwards. Our A-tier goes Paolo Boncaro, Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembanyama, LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, and Evan Mobley. Our B-tier, Cade Cunningham, Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Green, Brandon Miller, Keegan Murray, Asar Thompson. The C-tier goes Scoot Henderson, Jalen Suggs, Patrick Williams, Jaden Ivey, and then our D-tier, Amen Thompson. Sorry, you should get an INC. Yeah. Followed by Isaac Okoro and James Wiseman. Yeah. I think that's a fair breakdown here. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to see. I would put Isaac Okoro right beside Patrick Williams just to see. I'm, I'm going to watch both <laughs> We're going to be guys. watching that one closely. <laughs> uh, see who makes it. P-Will versus Okoro. <laughs> both eight points per, per, per game. What do, you, what do you got? <laughs> wow. Uh, I like it. Not bad. I mean, I wonder which one is going to, like, uh, come back to bite us in the ass because it always happens. But, you know, will it be will it be Amen because he should be an INC possibly? Will it be Scoot you fools? C. C, yeah. yeah. Wemby should be an S-tier, an S, you fools. Yeah, could be. Chet, maybe, if you want to go. Who do we have too high, perhaps? Uh, too high, we have somebody in the A I think we have to pick. Yeah. Man, me? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like our A's. I've, I feel like <laughs> Lamelo, Scotty, and Evan Mobley would realistically, when you look at it, probably be in like an A and a half tier. Okay. Because you would definitely take Paolo, Chet, and Wemby over those three. Yeah. But you would also take Lamelo, Scotty, and Evan Mobley over all the guys in the B tier. So I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In the right spot. Yep. Yeah. A and a half. I like Mobley at the end of the A tier because of those guys. He feels the least likely to be a star, the number one guy in a team. Yeah. Where all the other guys have, are proving it that they can be, or we think they'll get to that. So, so there it is. Cool. Tier maker. You've got the best of me. <laughs> um, that's fun. Good stuff yeah, there, good TK. Stuff. Uh, all right, we got to take one more break. When we come back, a very simple tweet of the night. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants... Mac Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. 
I got the Air Knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Love to see the sickos here in the stream team debating the tiers. You know, people saying, oh, that person's too high. That person should be over that person. Oh, my God. You need another tier, somebody said. We should have SS tier and S tier to differentiate between these star players. Man, how many tiers? What if we just made a tier for every single person, every single player? <laughs> like 450 tiers? Yeah, it would just be like ranking I them in it. order. I love it. <laughs> Here, here's my tier idea. Number one, okay? That's the first ranking. Yeah. Number two, that's the okay. second ranking, and so on. Uh, okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh, tweet of the Night from at NBA. You ever heard of it? No. Simple tweet from them, uh, and I actually just pulled the video because we have our first look at the semifinal court for the in-season tournament tonight in Vegas. Both games will be going down in this, in the T-Mobile Arena there in Vegas. Um, blue and red. It's the Pistons playing versus the Sixers. I, I don't get it. I was a little disappointed with this. NBA colors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought they were going to be black and gold. That's what yeah. we thought. Yeah. They dropped the ball and they dropped the floor on this one. <laughs> especially, especially when they didn't allow the Lakers to wear their black jerseys, saying that it would blend in. I thought, okay, it's gonna be black and gold. Oh, Respect. true, true. Respect. No, yeah, they were actually just like, no, we got too many colors. That black's gonna look really weird on this. Um, like the Raptors pulled off. I mean, they pulled off the black. Yeah, the aesthetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looked black and good. Gold, yeah. That's what we thought. We yeah, all exactly. were thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. Oh, gold, black vibes here. The gold cup, the NBA cup, and no. Red and blue. What are you going to do? <laughs> I think it looks like shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, but you said the NBA preventing the Lakers from wearing their black city edition uniforms because of concerns over the visual contrast between those jerseys and the design of this specialized court. According oh, the to contrast, uh, really. Yeah, yeah. That's, what it's, that's what they're saying. According to Dave McMenamin, <laughs> when one Lakers player was informed the team wouldn't be allowed to wear black on Thursday, he replied, that's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it? On the Lakers players? Yeah, which Lakers player said, that's ass, when they found out they couldn't wear their City Edition jersey. I could see LeBron saying that's ass. You don't think, why, why, why wouldn't Dave credit it to one of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> they must have said, that's ass. Hey, don't don't tell them I said D'Angelo that. Russell. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning on the younger end of things. That's ass. A lot of people were thinking Austin Reeves, Aston Reeves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, who else? Ask Christie? Max Christie. It's got to be a young guy. Really? I think it's an old guy. Nah. Yeah. Young people say that's ass. That's ass. So yeah. do old people. Okay, so who, said, who said who? it? LeBron. Nah, I think LeBron would want his quote. 
Yeah, he wants. <laughs> hey, here, give me that pen, dude. Didn't he call? He called Adam Silver a genius. He did <laughs> for this one. Yeah, not for the court. No, 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 not for, for the, the court. For the turn. I, yes. Why did they pick red and blue? I don't get it. I think Trey's right. Was yeah, like, NBA NBA's, players. you know, we've always had sort of red. I mean, the colors representative for the conferences too. You know, in All Star games past and uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, literally, like, just put a big red stripe down my sweater right now, and that's your your floor, right? Yeah. Pretty much. It's sort of a similar color. <laughs> I do like it, though. Everybody's like, oh, I don't know about these red courts. I don't know about these blue courts. How about both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, suckers. <laughs> Double down on it. Uh, well, we got the IST semifinals tonight, just to remind you. Uh, early start here for, uh, for everyone. 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> Pacers, Bucks. And then uh, we have at 9 o'clock on TNT, the Pelicans and Lakers. And uh, we'll be jumping on playback for that first one. <laughs> Weird 5 p.m. Come join us and have dinner with us. An early dinner. <laughs> Why are they doing 5 p.m., man? It's just because I, I mean, I'm just convinced they, it's the one arena situation. Then why not do two arenas or two days? Or two days. Sure. <laughs> like 5 p.m. is a bad start time for a game that you're trying to have people watch. On the East Coast, maybe you're out of work. Not Milwaukee. No, I know. Not to mention, if you're actually there, it's 2 o'clock. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. It's very strange. <laughs> they could have just had one game uh, last night at 7 o'clock and one game tonight at 7 o'clock. Easily. Yeah. Don't you think uh, the team that would have played on Wednesday, though, would then... Or, excuse me, the team that would have played tonight on Thursday would be upset that the team on Wednesday that won, that went to the final, had another day of rest. Well, no, because you you play the first two Eastern Conference games on Monday, the second two Eastern Conference games on – or the Western Conference games on Tuesday. Then you play the Eastern Conference semifinals on Wednesday, so they're rested the same amount from the Monday games. No, but I'm talking about the final. But play it on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. And then the one the, the Eastern Conference winner will be like, we got more rest than the, than the Western well, Conference okay. team. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think it's, they don't have two arenas. In Vegas, they don't probably have two arenas they feel no, they comfortable do. doing this at. Where, where? I don't know. There's a lot of arenas <laughs> in Vegas. They build. Not 18,000 seat arenas. Ain't going to sell 18,000 seats at 2 p.m. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. No, There's court, no not reason to start a game like at that. 2 p.m. in the middle of the week. Oh, I no. know. They're going to close all the buffets at 1 p.m. and say, you got to go to this game now. Get there at two. I think they're going to comp a lot of people. A lot of people. You're going to be for packed. the two P. Yeah, it's a lot of seats. It's a big arena for a two P. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah maybe seventeen eighteen thousand there, the T-Mobile Arena. Well, okay. Well, we'll see. Let's see uh, who's in attendance. Who, how many people are there tonight? Chris Angel. Who's watching? Chris Angel. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tom Jones sitting courtside. They should have some sick halftime acts. You're in Vegas. Yeah, have they mentioned any halftime? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, what about uh, they could get the Las Vegas mob from Ooh, Slam Ball? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Interesting. That's a big arena. <laughs> that's not a big arena. <laughs> that's, a, that's a small arena at UNLV's campus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. well, UNLV, yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, obviously just what happened there on campus. Um, but anyway, we will be watching... Okay, some of us at 5 o'clock on playback. Come join us. The link is in the show notes. And then that second game at 9 o'clock. By the way, the over-under for Pacers Bucks, 254.5. It is believed to be the highest in modern NBA history. Well, the Bucks just had a 23-point game, which is probably why it's so high. Because yeah. they play, they're playing pretty well oh, yeah. offensively There's going to be well. a lot of offense yeah. in this first game between the Pacers and Bucks. And then Pels and Lakers... 
Can't wait. We'll be back here tomorrow for the Drop Podcast to break down those games. Uh, hopefully joined by somebody on the scene in Vegas can tell us what that court looks like with their very own <laughs> eyes. Uh, so stay tuned for, stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, we'll have a bunch of other fun there on the Drop. Till then, though. Clipper bro. Uh, well, JD, I'm sorry, man. And we got a Survivor podcast. Do you care? I hope you care. Come join us at 1 p.m. Eastern. No buffs, baby. Yeah, baby. It's a perfect time to get in. There's only two episodes left. Maybe, we'll those, break down. maybe those contestants will show up at the games today. Why not? Yeah. They're not they might. actually. <laughs> they might, yeah. That would be very sad if they're announcing as their celebrities. <laughs> Drew and Austin from Survivor 45 are here for the 5 o'clock Bucks Pacers game. I think Caleb will be watching, though. Yes, yes, yeah, he's, he's a sicko. He's yeah. a sicko for sure. <laughs> okay, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Wayne Newton will be at the games. <laughs> he's got to. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Wayne. Face the day. <laughs>